Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. This is Jamie Rosenberg, Assistant Editor of the American Journal of Managed Care. More and more, health information technology tools are being introduced into the healthcare sphere in order to optimize care coordination, patient experiences, and patient outcomes. Today, we will be discussing how health IT is being used as a tool to increase medication adherence and enhance precision medicine. I will be talking with two different organizations. One uses a two-way text messaging platform to support patients and enhance medication adherence, and the other is teaming up with a pharmaceutical company to develop health IT solutions in order to enhance precision medicine and oncology. Many patients often find themselves struggling to manage multiple medications at a time. A significant proportion of these patients do not fill their prescription in a timely manner, and sometimes they do not fill the prescription at all. Even if the prescription is filled, adhering to the medication as prescribed presents another uphill battle. In addition, the information a patient receives about their condition, their prescribed medicine, and its side effects is often not understood or otherwise forgotten. This is where the mobile health services company CareSpeak comes in. Seeing text messaging as a tool to close these gaps, CareSpeak has created a two-way text messaging platform for healthcare professionals to improve their patients' medication adherence and ultimately their health outcomes. Today, I have Serge Lankar, CareSpeak's founding president and CEO, with me to speak about his company and the work they're doing. So first, can you give me a brief rundown of CareSpeak? Sure. So basically, uh, you know, we consider ourselves a digital um, health company. Um, we are privately owned and, and located in New Jersey. As you, as you know, we've been around since 2011. Um, so we have what we would describe as a interactive health messaging platform, which is really designed to engage patients and or their caregiver, family and friends in their therapy, with also the ability to layer on top of that care coordination interventions from uh, maybe a case manager or a pharmacist and so on and so forth. Um, the reason we focused on text messaging is, you know, when you look at your phone and you look at that green little icon on your iPhone, we think it's probably the most valuable real estate because people get robocalls, people get junk email, but you never get an unwanted text message, or at least you shouldn't, because the regulations are very, uh, have been uh, very stringent about protecting uh, that space. So if I, as a consumer, uh, give somebody access to my text messaging channel, per se, that means I'm gonna pay, from, you know, I'm gonna pay a lot of attention to them, and, and I'm gonna engage with them. So if you look at some of the text messaging statistics, uh, you can see it's, it's an extremely engaging channel. I believe um, every message is read within four minutes or something like that. The response rates are in the 90s and so on and so forth. So we design um, interventions um, that really cover a variety and, and nearly all potential uh, patient journeys, whether we're working with a health plan or a specialty pharmacy or a directly with a pharmaceutical manufacturer, with obviously the main objective is to provide a really good user experience. And so it has to be quick and easy to sign up and then the interaction with our platform, which is in a way like a chatbot, has to be, you know, very, uh, provide a lot of utility for the patient, right? And 
utility can mean different things for different people. If you are an oncology patient on a very complex dosing regimen of multiple drugs and different uh, different um, schedules, having reminders is very useful, provides utility. If you're on a drug that gives you a lot of side effects, getting a uh, education about that side effect ahead of time in a timely manner before you experience those side effects uh, can contribute quite a bit to patients persevering through those side effects. So that's utility. So all these interactive automated you know, messages have to be uh, relevant contextually and timely. And that's really um, something we put a lot of effort behind. Can you give some background on the company and how you got the idea to start it? Sure. So um, the company itself really became operational in 2011 when I started doing this as a full-time job. But um, the concept was really from 2006, where you know mobile health was an, and really a term that people you know would just give me a blank stare when I mentioned that word. Uh, but basically, um, I, I originally started with a concept where we wanted to create a phone for seniors um, that would really engage their family members who live remotely to be part of their healthcare. Um, uh, unfortunately, within you know, a few months, I realized at that time there was no iPhone uh, or Android systems which are really scalable uh, across different hardware devices. Platform that was truly scalable was text messaging, right? And interactive text messaging or two-way SMS. And we started building our offering around that. Uh, in the meantime, when you know, obviously the iPhone came up, and uh, we decided actually to stick with text messaging because of its simplicity, and more importantly, because it really fits everyday behavior of the people then and still today. And you know, while we're still talking about text messaging, it's really is morphing into messaging because now you have all these other platforms such as Viber and WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger, but ultimately in the human behavior, it's the it's the impulsiveness of the instant message back and forth, whether it's SMS or any other kind of platform, um, you know, we can support, support all of those. It just happens to be that texting is still the most predominant one. Can you walk through the text messaging platform and the different beneficial aspects of it? Sure. So our platform is a modular Lego-like um, uh, platform that really allows us to very quickly uh, develop a patient or support a patient journey or a care coordination workflow. So for example, you know, we have a variety of modules from education reminders for refills, surveying, education, biometric data collection, and so on and so forth. And then depending on the disease state, depending on the patient journey, depending on the medication profile itself, we use these modules uh, and obviously a lot of know-how that we've acquired over the years in designing a meaningful patient uh, interaction uh, through two-way texting, right? That's kind of at the highest level, that's how it works. Uh, now, obviously, depending on the patient journey and, and who we work with, uh, the different components. So for example, if we work with specialty pharmacies, where we're dealing with very complex dosing regimens and very expensive drugs, there also is a care coordination component. Uh, so we actually offer a turnkey solution there whereby we are become a business associate to the specialty pharmacy. Uh, we basically do outbound phone calls to their patients to sign them up for our programs. And then they start interacting with this automated intervention, but we actually monitor all activities. 
So if we see, uh, if our system notices that somebody's adherence has fallen below a certain threshold, or if someone responds to a question in a way that signifies that they may be having some issues, our system will, using the rules engine, start notifying either our monitoring agents or the pharmacist to intervene with the patient and offer an additional layer of uh, intervention and, and patient triaging, basically. Right. On the other side, when we work with pharmaceutical manufacturer, we basically have more of a chatbot interaction where we basically enable the patients to self-manage, but it's a pre-scripted interaction. So we actually cannot collect any information for the patient uh, other than the ones that's pre-scripted. So it's really like a chatbot. So if the patient were to try to have a conversation with us, we will not accept those messages and we will direct them to go talk to their doctor or call uh, a, a, an emergency service if it's an urgent emergency and so on and so forth, right? So depending on what entities and what patient entry points we have, we have different um, patient interactions that we can uh, manage. Uh, we also integrate through APIs to third-party systems, whether it's a CRM uh, for a pharmaceutical company or it's an EHR um, for a... Um, uh, delivery that integrated delivery network, or we can integrate with health plans to get their data feeds. Uh, and when we're dealing with closing um, care gaps, um, you know, we, we're doing large programs such as immunizations that are based on claims data. We do, uh, you know, breast cancer screening notifications, you know, those type of things also with health plans. And then we also can integrate the pharmacy dispensing system for specialty pharmacies. Can you explain the importance of the customization aspect of it? Sure. So let me give you, I think a good example would be oncology patients, right? We know that uh, from the from, from, uh, literature and, and uh, clinical uh, insights that one of the leading reasons for therapy abandonment with oncology patients are unexpected side effects. And the same um, patient insights and, and clinical insights also um, tell us that if the patient's expectations are managed appropriately about the potential side effect ahead of time, and if we, um, the patients are more likely to persevere through that side effect. So, for example, if we have a side effect such as, let's say, um, stomatitis, which is a mouth sore, and the clinical data shows that on average, a patient starts having these symptoms, let's say, on day 15, and I'm just make, picking random nums, numbers now, because when the patient signs up, we'll ask them what day did they start the therapy. So if they started on day, we have day one as a date, and we know on day 15, they may experience a side effect. On day seven, we can now start messaging them about these potential side effects, how to recognize them, and what to do about it, right? So that's important because now we contextually know that this drug has this side effect, and this is when we need to start notifying the patients about that potential side effect. So that would be an example of a customization at the drug level. So what results have you seen from this so far? So as you can see from the, the data that Avala has published on their website, specifically specialty pharmacies, and this is across different uh, diagnostic uh, disease states, such as for anything from HIV, Hep C, to oncology, to inflammatory, um, Avella reported back a 20-point increase in refills with uh, low adherence patients. So the cohort had uh, 
you know, before the, the, the year before the intervention, their average refill rate was 69%, and 12 months later, it was 89%. So that's, that's one data point. Another data point we had was with inflammatory disease, where we had uh, patients are mostly on, on, on you know, biweekly uh, injectables, we saw a um, increase from uh, 10.5 refills to 12.1 refills per patient on an annualized basis. So that's an incremental fill of 1.6 fills per patient. So we are seeing, as measured to refill rates, uh, improved refills on the, on the patients. That's on the quantitative side. Obviously, we do also patient satisfaction surveys on all our programs, and we ask them simple questions such as, you know, you know, how would you grade this program in helping you manage your health, you know, using just kind of uh, grade school nomenclature A through F. And uh, we get uh, over 80% of patients give us an A, and over 90% of patients give us an A and a B uh, on helpfulness and both ease of use. So that's a qualitative measure. So where do you see this going in the future? Well, we're hoping to get, um, you know, one of the things that we are really excited about is um, structuring programs where pharmaceutical manufacturers through us work with covered entities such as specialty pharmacy and health plans in bringing these, you know, beyond what we would classify in the industry today is beyond the pill services to their patients, right? So you know, today a patient may be getting a prescription for taking a pill, but the care speak intervention is these are services that support taking that pill through reminders, through education, uh, through refill and hand, if through refills and so on and so forth. So, you know, we are looking forward to the day that, you know, every prescription that's written has a care speak support component to it. And it's truly a, a digital therapeutics uh, experience for the patient and their caregivers. So is there anything we haven't talked about that you wanted to bring up? Yeah, the only thing I think that's also nice is that, you know, we also have the ability to collect this patient engagement data and uh, feed it back to the providers, to their doctors through our platform. So, um, you know, that, that's another important informational loop to close. Precision medicine is increasingly being implemented in practices nationwide, transforming the one-size-fits-all approach to healthcare to an approach tailored to each patient. With the help of software, practices can transfer data from different labs to their electronic health records, have data readily available in the long term and easily matched to a specific clinical trial, and compare results with other patients with the same disease state. The practice of precision medicine has particular significance in oncology, with a stressed importance of having an in-depth understanding of each patient's tumor biology. The company SIAPS works with different health systems to implement precision medicine programs across their organizations, enabling oncologists to deliver personalized care to their patients. SIAPS recently joined forces with Roche, and the two will work hand-in-hand -hand to develop software products and analytics solutions that empower providers with the tools and insights that they need to successfully practice precision medicine at scale. Today, I have Ken Tarkoff, the CEO of SIAPS, here with me to discuss the partnership and how they plan to enhance precision medicine in oncology. So can you walk me through the collaboration and how it was initiated? So Roche, um, as you may know, we announced Roche was one of the strategic organizations that invested in our company a couple of months ago as well too. 
but we've yeah. had a couple we've had a couple year relationship with Roche. We were working with them on a a few uh, smaller initiatives and had been developing the relationship over the last few years and uh, our success from those efforts uh, built into this larger initiative. So it's kind of been, uh, I'd say, a couple years worth of relationship development and experience working together. So two-part question. What are some of the challenges that you've seen that are holding precision medicine back in hospitals? And then when you guys come in, what are some of the products or solutions that you'll be focusing on in order to tackle them? Yep. So, you know, uh, a couple of things. I mean, one of the one of the biggest challenges for health, large community health systems of practicing precision oncology is uh, trying to establish consistency in the way in which they deliver care across their markets. And that problem comes from a couple areas. One, uh, from access of the data, the insights and data that are necessary to help the oncologist more effectively deliver uh, the most up-to-date uh, information. So if, if a patient comes with a more advanced uh, cancer or more rare cancer, um, being able to uh, see similar patients and what um, uh, treatments they've been on and what outcomes that they're receiving in a more real-time fashion uh, to go beyond just their own personal experience, um, being able to have that uh, pervasively across the enterprise uh, is an important uh, obstacle. As well as there's an, you know, many of the therapies, uh, there are, uh, there's a lot of administrative steps in order to uh, get things in place, one of which is uh, financial assistance. Many of these therapies have a large uh, patient portion, and the patient is often eligible for programs that can help with financial assistance and the, the burden on the practice uh, to do the work to see if the patient is eligible is significant. And oftentimes what they need is the data that is um, already available to them. It's just not readily available to be populated into those application processes. And so uh, there's a number of things that we can do to help streamline that process. So what do you think the impact of this will be? And do you think this collaboration will help deliver value-based care? Well, I guess what I would what we hope the impact will be will be that uh, our partnership with Roche um, as part of our uh, so we are a provider driven network strategy. So we are we start with our provider relationships in these large health systems and delivering, helping them deliver precision medicine and oncology. And with Roche coming to the table to help collaborate to bring to enhance the solutions that we have and bring additional solutions to those providers. We, we hope that this will bring uh, more and more value to our providers in a number of the areas that they need help in scaling their precision medicine efforts. So initially you guys are going to focus on four product programs. So can you walk me through those? Yeah. So, um, well, I, I think that, uh, I, I follow into a couple of cars. There's the, a PRO or patient reported outcomes area. There is the uh, value-based care or evidence for precision medicine area. There is uh, clinical trials um, and focus on improving and streamlining the clinical trials pr process. And then also uh, identifying opportunities for further uh, research. And so the pillars are um, they're categories. They're they're pretty broad categories. So in precision medicine, that covers a lot. 
Um, within those, there are specific areas of which we're focused on, and uh, a lot of the amount of effort we do in those areas will be driven by our provider organizations and Roche and kind of where they take the relationship. Great. So now that you've announced this collaboration, where do you go from here? What are your first steps? It's an existing relationship that we expanded. So we've already right. have a number of provider organizations that we work with that we're now um, uh, we're now increasing our uh, staffing inside of the PSYOPs organization. So we're hiring folks, adding to our team, uh, working with our provider organizations on a number of the different initiatives and identifying which uh, of those uh, enhanced products or net new products they want to start using to prioritize the work effort and start bringing those you know, enhancements or new products to market over the next three to six months. So is there anything we haven't talked about that you think is important to bring up? So one of the things that we're, we're trying to emphasize is important is the reason why I, I was um, focused on the provider-driven network part, which is we believe very strongly that the way to, you know, ultimately Im improve cancer outcomes uh, and cancer care is to uh, start with the provider and build an effective uh, network ecosystem around them to enable them to deliver better care, which ultimately benefits the patient. And so this effort, you know, both our fundraising and then this strategic announcement are hopefully confirmations of the progress of this strategy uh, of, an, a way, of a way to address the marketplace uh, and the importance of aligning uh, in this approach. There are in the marketplaces lots of different approaches. Um, and, and, you know, some of them, you know, not every approach will be successful, but some of them will be successful. And I think that uh, this approach, I think we hope and we believe strongly is one of the ways in which we're really going to see an impact over the next couple of years in making precision medicine at scale a reality. Well, great. Thank you so much.